to the Workforce Connections podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to the WC podcast, where we explore workforce development issues in Southern Nevada. Today, we have a very special guest. She is a member of the Workforce Connections board twice now. Her name is Dazia Duckworth, and she is with Motional. Dazia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jaime. So uh, this is not the first time you've been on the Workforce Connections board. You and I have known each other for years. First time you were here with Ken's Foods. Correct. And you were an awesome asset. I know you moved away. You've come back. We're glad you're back. And so I want the audience to, to learn a little bit about Motional, who you represent now. So Tell us uh, who is Motional and what's the mission? So Motional is a company that is developing self-driving cars, so autonomous vehicles. Our mission is to make driverless vehicles that are safe, reliable, and accessible for everyone. That's awesome. How did the company evolve? Because I know you've told me this story, but it's really interesting how it became Motional. Yeah, so it actually dates back to 2013 when students out of MIT, grad students out of MIT, started a company called Newtonomy. And then also at the same time, students out of Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh created Automatica. They were eventually bought out by a company called Aptiv, which is a drake off of Delphi. And then last year... Uh, we became motional after Delphi created Aptiv. Aptiv went to work with Hyundai and said, let's create our own company solely focused on self-driving cars. And so in 2020, Motional was launched to the world as a self-driving car company. And I love the new brand with the purple and white, you know, you move the world, we move you. Yep. So um, it's a really cool story. Again, those little elements are, are a really good tale of how technology is evolving our our life, yes. right? So what is your role in Motional? So my role is I'm the human resources business partner for global operations. So we have locations in Pittsburgh, Boston, obviously here in Las Vegas, uh, Santa Monica, Milpitas, California. We just announced we're expanding into Venice, California, the LA area, and then also Singapore. So I support all of those sites from an operation standpoint as an HR partner. And you're probably on phone calls in different time zones of the world, correct? Yes. Thank goodness for technology, because I have a cell phone that tells me what time it is in each of those time zones. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so tell us how many employees uh, around the globe, how many here in Las Vegas? And then after that, tell us a little bit about what those occupations are. Uh, If people are thinking about, wow, I'd like to work for Motional, what are some of those occupations that people could go to work there in your organization? So globally, we have over 1,100 employees. Um, A a year ago, we were at about 600, 700 employees. So we're we're growing uh, across across the globe. Here in Las Vegas, we're around 250 of those employees, mostly the operational side of it. Um, Across the globe and here in Las Vegas, we're looking for people who have engineering backgrounds. We have HR positions, we have um, facilities positions. We obviously need people to run our facilities and keep them up to date. Uh, We have positions within the operations world, which are everything from being a driver, which sounds kind of funny in a driverless vehicle, but we do need somebody who's behind it, who's helping make sure the car stays safe. Uh, Then we have people who are sitting in our command centers, making sure that the cars are behaving the way they're supposed to. We have engineers who map so the car can actually follow a route. Uh, We have individuals who are machine learning, so that's also engineering. Um, And then we have, you know, teams in the other markets that are part of our marketing team. So how do we figure out where we want to go next? How did we decide that L.A. was the next place we're going to go to? So as a company, it's kind of everything. 
Yeah, it, it really does sound like it. And another reason I'm, I'm glad you're here, a member of the Workforce Connections Board again, is because we're about to move into a, a period where we are gathering the seven industry sectors that the LVGA's Comprehensive Economic Development Strategy identified to really find out how do we build meaningful career pathways for those industries here in Southern Nevada. We've been really working hard on the diversification of our economy here for over a decade. And, um, you know, the next step is really to build a sustainable talent pipeline. And so you were talking about some occupations that uh, a lot of people always talk about STEM and the importance of STEM, but you've mentioned several careers where it'd be really good to make sure that, that, that young people, not just high school, but in middle school and elementary school are exposed to the kind of skill sets that those occupations require. So, you mentioned the word safe several times, and I think that's mm -hmm. really important in your industry. I took a ride on that driverless bus downtown, and it was a little unnerving at the beginning. But then you <laughs> see that uh, all the sensors, all the satellites. And so yeah. tell us about the multi-layer uh, you know, automation uh, processes in a driverless call, and why is it that they're really safer than when a human drives it? So what's built in, or what's being built in is probably better to say, is that between the mapping team that says, this is what the road does, here's where the lines are. So any of us who have current you know, modern cars, we have lane assist. That is you know, the beginning of self-driving, right? It's a it's an ability to keep us in the lane, right? So why is that safe? Because we do get distracted. Because there's things on the road that we're not paying attention to. And so all of this keeps the car in the lane that it's supposed to be on. And then you have the, the LIDARs and the radars and the sensors and all the things that help keep an eye on the road around us. And all of that layer is built in because we know as humans we get distracted. And, you know, we see the sign. I'm the first one to admit, you know, a new flashy sign, a new, you know, when, the, when Vegas came back, all the signs came back. And with it, all the distractions with it. And so the cars don't care about that. Yep. You know, they just know that they're supposed to stay between this lane and this lane. They know they're supposed to turn right on, and, on you know, Flamingo Boulevard. And so those layers are built in. And, but with it, with all the sensors, and, and that's where the machine learning part comes in, is they're learning to read what's the difference between a child and a fire exchange, you know, fire hydrant. There, what is the difference between a person on a bike moving and someone stationary? Uh, and again, these are things that takes the human eye and then a machine to help us evaluate it differently. And so safety is fundamental. It is, we actually have a core value that says safety is our bedrock, that we will not cut corners, we will not make decisions that put safety at risk because the whole focus is so that we reduce the number of accidents. Yep. Right, we reduce the number of exposures to near misses of vehicles, and we we all have known somebody who who've been impacted by an automobile accident, and in the majority of the cases, it was human error. Right, um, we take take great pride in the fact that in 2019 we were on the strip, busy year, things were booming, pandemic hadn't hit, and we had 31 incidences in which none of it was our fault. Right, so it was all humans of dri driving other vehicles coming into contact with our vehicles and nobody was injured right so that is the point of what we're doing and it starts from how do you handle driving in a vehicle so you know the, the ability to be stationary and calm and focused to the technicians right so that's part of the world that a lot of us people forget i, I talked about it in manufacturing who fixes the machines who's going to put the sensors back on when they need to be so you have technicians so people who've gone to school to learn how to fix a BMW are now working for us, 
helping make sure these cars stay on the road. Um, and then you have the engineering world behind it that's building layer upon layer of how do we make sure that the car behaves as good as we did when we first learned how to drive and better. Yeah. Yeah. You, you keep touching on that subject. I think that the audience, um, I think will find interesting that these are the occupations of the future. If uh, we talk about robotics and, and automation and artificial intelligence, the impact they will have on the world is a, a different workforce. Mm -hmm. Like you said, uh, these tasks that will be replaced uh, will go away, yes, but new tasks will emerge, which is, again, who designs, programs, builds, maintains these uh, robotic automated functions, sensors, systems. And so what I'm happy to hear, as you said, is the data is showing that, that these driverless or autonomous systems are safer than when humans uh, operate them. And so, yeah. and, and I think all of us have been on the freeway and looked over and seen, you know, somebody uh, looking down yes. uh, to a cell phone <laughs> or a, a parent turning back to calm down, you know, two um, children, children and, in the yeah. back. And so it is frightening to be going 70 miles an hour yeah. and seeing that. So uh, tell us uh, how post-pandemic you're hiring obviously your company continues to grow what do you see in those job seekers how have they changed what's important to them uh when they look for a job now and so how has this pandemic changed the labor market so the biggest change and i would say all employers are saying this but we we definitely have adapted the best we can is more and more employees have discovered how important their personal lives are how important their personal safety is right so we most of us had time home and where it's like, oh, you know, I myself am a mother and, and I had to put my kid through school while I was working and the flexibility of working from home while he was in school from home uh, really showed that, yeah, there are things that my job doesn't need to be done at the office. Uh, and so as an organization, we've really evaluated what jobs can be remote, what jobs can be hybrid, what jobs you know, only need to be flown in for special projects. Um, we've learned, we've mastered the art of interviewing via Zoom, which, you know, had you asked me two years ago, I would have been like, no, I want to see the person. Um, and so employees want the flexibility. They want to know that employers are listening to them. They want to know that they're being heard. You know, the hard part of some of what I do is we need people in vehicles. You can't do that remotely yet. Yes. <laughs> Right. And so how do you convince people that you have a safe work environment? Uh, and so, again, Motional has done a lot of work uh, ensuring that, you know, we not only meet but exceed local, state and federal guidelines when it comes to being in safe work environments. You know, we make sure that people have access to testing and vaccines so that when they're at work, they can focus on the work that keeps us moving forward. Right. Because at the end of the day, not only is it about safe vehicles, it's reliable we want to make sure they're also accessible. So it's not just can somebody go and buy a Tesla, but can somebody take a bus to work from a neighborhood yep. that can't, they can't afford a Tesla, but they can still participate in society. And that's a very important part for us. And that's the flexibility of saying, what does our community ask of us? What do our employees ask of us? And how do we deliver? Because at the end of the day, you still have you know investors that want to make sure the product is happening. And it's a constant dialogue between all sides. Absolutely. Uh, Dacia, a year from now, if you could um, look into the future, what would you like to be able to say you accomplished as a member of the Workforce Connections Board, right? We have 12 months. Uh, again, you have a three-year appointment right now. You've been on our board before. You know the work. If you could single out a thing that you could say, you know what, a year from now, I want to be able to say that I, as a board member, accomplished this, what would it be? 
there's two things. All right. There's what I want to do as a board member for my organization. And that's what, and then there's what I want to do for my community. So the first part is, you know, we have announced that we're going driverless. We're going to have robo taxis in 2023, which is give or take 12 months from now. Right. Um, And so we have individuals in the organization who, you know, technology wasn't what they were born with. And they're learning how to adapt from being in a vehicle to what does it look like to be outside of a vehicle. And I want to make sure that they have all the right opportunities and growth and access to be able to grow with the organization. And then I also, I mentioned I'm a mom. Uh, I, I look at my son's best friend and he comes from different upbringing than my son's coming from. And I want to make sure that kids have access to know what opportunities there are. You know, I I grew up in a small town. I didn't even know HR existed when I was 10. Uh, And so to me, it's a twofold. How do we help our children understand what's out there and how do they get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is a funny conversation itself. And how do I help my current employees stay employed? That's great. You touched on the last question I had prepared for you, and I'm glad you did because it is, uh, in a way, you talked about upskilling the existing workforce, as we call incumbent worker training in our world. But you also, again, touched on the talent pipeline. How do we prepare who today are very young people to one day enter the workforce. And so on our board uh, with you, one of your peers is Jesus Jara, Dr. Jara, the superintendent of the school district, Uh, Federico Saragossa, who is uh, Dr. Saragossa, is the president of the community college. And Mm so uh, I hope that you will find being on the board with them, if you will, the opportunity uh, to do the work that you just said that want to accomplish because you can be able to help us shape those meaningful career pathways in those systems to make sure that emotional uh, others in the autonomous, uh, you know, systems, uh, whether they be factories or whatever, uh, also benefit from those career pathways. Yes. So, uh, I'd like you to maybe um, give us some departing words, uh, some goodbyes, until we see you again, so we can uh, move on to the to the next uh, portion. I think my departing words would be: all of us need to understand that technology is here. Some of us didn't grow up with it. We've learned it as we've you know, gotten older. Uh, but also I would say that, you know, it's embracing technology and finding ways to incorporate it in a way that it still honors what our planet is all about. And it's encouraging ourselves as adults to step outside of comfort zones. So therefore our children and our youth can step in and realize that opportunities are everywhere. Sometimes you get to create them because growing up, I would never have thought about a self-driving car. The Jetsons were a cartoon for a reason. Uh, and so I think all of us have it have that responsibility to step back, observe, and embrace. Dasya, I couldn't agree more. I want to thank you and Motional for uh, serving on the Workforce Connections Board and thank for you. being here today joining us for our podcast. Thank you so much. So that's it for today for the WC Podcast. We hope that you join us in another episode. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>